With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get some room. Hey, the shiny sky. Welcome to episode 100 of the Upper Bowl Podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to thank everyone who's listened from the get-go on this well, it was started on a, a beginning of a week two of the NFL season where the Eagles and went down to Tampa and got their shit kicked in by Jameis Winston, uh, by Ryan Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson. So if you made it through episode one and all the way up to 100, I applaud you. We've done, <laughs> we've gone through so many things with you guys. We've talked hockey. We talked about many firings, especially one with Ron Hextall getting fired during a midseason and Dave Hackstall getting fired on a plane ride and all coming back from the Pacific Northwest of Vancouver. And also the rumors of Joe Quinville getting hired by the flyers that did not happen. So I just want to say, if you lasted this long, I'm, you've, you made it through everyone. You had all the interviews. We did a show change during Corona. Derek gave his, his, I didn't give you a two week notice. So he just dipped out. So I've always wanted to have it with people I've always wanted to have on. Griff, he guest hosted once, was the first first official guest host of the Upper Bowl podcast with me. Jordan was the second. And I always knew Eric would have been entertaining and he would bring some random stats and anything from the that we would totally forget or out there. So when I did the rebrand, I had to bring on the people I who guest hosted and one guy had to come along. Eric, I'm just happy for you guys to come along for the ride. You came on around like during the middle of Corona where we talked about the last dance every week did some crazy top fives. So this is a fun ride. It's episode 100. Let's get some more episodes. And so Griff and Eric, how are we doing this week? Oh, uh, we're it doing is. great. Shout out to episode 100. You know, uh, I can't believe you started after Ryan Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson tore up the Eagles. I mean, that's, that's peak Trevor, like being pissed off and wanting to discuss what, what the downfall of the Eagles was going to be. No, actually um, before that, that's how it started. Oh, it was actually the, okay. it was a day before. Gotcha. So you're just going into it. So you're all geared up for the uh, the rivalry that would be 
Deshaun Jackson versus the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, so Griffin, you were the first official guest host. As I always like to say, ain't no white claw weddings to stop this podcast. Griffin yeah. Came in and he brought the fire. So he, he got, he got the, he had the seven day contract as the NBA stars usually do yeah. to, make, to make it. He got called up. He made it to the full-time contract. Eric, you're looking the, for that super max guy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do super maxes, but you get a lifetime contract. You get some, you get, so Eric, you're also, you were like one of the first, a few people I reached out and, and you were there and like, you said, let's do it. So with Jordan, so yeah, Eric, it's been great to be on. Absolutely. So we, we talked, it was originally just Philly, Philly sports and we morphed into national sports stuff that we wanted. I want to talk about more. And then I always said we, I, I always missed out on the NBA because I went full deaf in hockey. So we're going to give a little more love to the NBA and the draft last night before yeah. that, it was great. We got to start with Eric's Phoenix Suns right off the bat. Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead. I, uh, I love it. Get Chris Paul in there. Hopefully, hopefully he has enough uh, miles left on the tires to uh, uh, finish out this contract. But even if he's not uh, full Chris Paul, uh, hopefully he'll bring leadership and uh, that veteran presence that we didn't have. I know we've been the youngest team in the NBA last couple of years, um, so that will be good. Um, DeAndre Aiden, he's going to lead the league in getting yelled at. Um Chris Paul is going to eviscerate him. He's uh, yeah, yeah. Back when back when LeBron was with the Heat and uh, Mario Chalmers was out there doing dumb shit, that's going to be DeAndre Aiden, just a better version of Mario <laughs> Chalmers. But he's going to much yelled, better version. He's going to get yelled at so much. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he'll be able to take in. Uh, they'll make him a better player. But I, I love this trade. Yeah, Perfect. I like that. I love the move. Uh, it definitely makes the Suns a playoff team. They were a playoff. They should have been in the playoffs this past year. They they went 8-0 in the bubble. They were the MVP of the bubble. Devin Booker was the MVP. Uh, I think putting a pass-first point guard, it's basically just like a, a better version of Ricky Rubio, a better uh, ball distributor, a much better scorer and shooter than Ricky Rubio. And uh, you upgraded that position. I think that only makes Devin Booker better. It only makes DeAndre Aiden better in pick and pop and pick and roll. And then in the draft, they go out and go get uh, Jalen Smith. Now, a lot of people uh, didn't like this pick. Love to hear Eric's thoughts on it. But uh, I thought it was a great pick. I think you you can do a little Twin Towers thing. And both guys can kind of step out and stretch. So he can either be the guy off the bench, backup center, or he can – I think they can play together. Yeah, I uh, I had a couple guys in mind. I you know picking at ten. There's not like it's not like you're gonna get a bona fide superstar like yeah. right there. So you're just kind of you're kind of reaching. There's a couple guys I had in mind. I wasn't really expecting them at all. Um, but I mean, he was a big thing. Yeah, I yeah I saw him uh, play in Maryland a couple times last year, and uh, I mean, I wasn't like loud or anything. But I mean, hopefully he'll be able to, to develop and you know step in to make some yeah. of an impact next couple of years. I mean. I, I, I think he, he's got a really high ceiling. Yeah, if he comes out and he's, you know, uh, he's got some lead to his game, you know. Yeah, 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 and he doesn't even have to be like an all star or something for this to be no. a good pick. Like, if he comes out and just uh, makes an impact on this team in the next three, four years, it'll it'll be a solid pick. Can we say that the Phoenix Suns actually have a recognizable superstar besides Devin Booker? That's actually mainstream now. Like yeah. you see in the commercials now. Like, Eric, your sons are back. I can officially say that there's marketable superstars now called Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Hopefully Devin Booker gets in those state farm commercials now. So. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> so it's got to see this, the Suns are finally made the turn again, back into relevancy. Am I right, Eric? 
Oh yeah, it's nice to see people talking about him for Absolutely. good reasons. And not for like stupid shit like a porn star flashing Robert Starver, which was still the greatest thing ever on T- on on Twitter. So other than that, the draft happened last night. I'll say this. We got I I didn't know the but I couldn't figure out anyone who was the main star of this thing because we did, we lost out on March Madness, which is the biggest tragedy of all in sports. Yeah. So I did not know a lot of people except for LaMelo Ball, and that's really it. Because I watched college basketball here and there. Like I watched a big game, but like I did not do a deep dive. But Griff, you what did you think of this draft overall? You know, uh kind of Eric touched on it a little bit when he said, I don't know if there's any superstars to really get a 10. And there's really no superstars in this whole draft outside the top three, maybe. And the top three guys, Anthony Edwards going to the T-Wolves, James Wiseman going to the Warriors, and LaMelo Ball going to the Hornets. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Uh, maybe you could argue Obi Toppin because he was the player of the year last year and in the NCAA. But those three guys, all three wouldn't have been playing in the tournament. Georgia didn't make the tournament uh, or wouldn't have because they – or maybe a bubble team at best. Uh, James Wiseman was ineligible after three games, and LaMelo Ball obviously is playing over in uh, New Zealand and Australia. So um, it's tough for everyone that's not like a diehard NBA fan to hone in on what was good about this draft. I think that James Wiseman has a massive like Kevin Garnett-type ceiling, um, Embiid style maybe. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I think, is a starting two in the league. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of rumors coming out about him and Benny Hanna's and – uh, he's not into basketball. So I think that the Benny, be like the Benny Hanna one was fake. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's yeah. what I figured. I, I, I thought it was all kind of bullshit just so the Timberwolves would like either trade the pick or they'd try and not pick Anthony Edwards and let him fall to like the Hornets or Warriors or something. Complete smear campaign. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a funny smear campaign as well. So I got to give it, I got to give props to whoever did it. But, so. I got to say, I mean, we're looking at this draft right now. If I had to pick my winner of the NBA draft, it's got to be the New York motherfucking Knicks, man. <laughs> Obi Toppin falling all the way to eight. Never thought it was going to happen. I thought for sure he'd be going, he'd be staying in Ohio, being a Dayton flyer and stay with the Cavs. But the Cavs picked Isaac Okoro and the Hawks and uh, Pistons didn't really need a four or five guy with their lineup and he just fell perfectly to the Knicks at eight. And I mean, he's the most NBA ready starter right now, I think. So what does this mean with the Knicks? Are, are they officially back or we're not officially? Well, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, I, he's either going to be just a starting four for the rest of his career. I mean, maybe, I don't know if he's going to be an all-star player. I'd say his best player comparison is Amari Stoudemire though. Guys that can really diverse offensive game, but no defense. Um, he blocked shots because he was in the A-10, so he's, like, bigger than everyone else. So, um, yeah, no, I think this is this is a great pick, and hopefully this is a sign of things to come for the Knicks with their new GM and Leon Rose, with their new head coach and Tom Thibodeau. And they also got the SEC Player of the Year at 23 in Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, to say that the Knicks won the draft is an obvious statement in my mind. I'll give it to you anyway. I, uh, yeah, I really, I really liked Obi Toppin. Outside of uh, those top three guys, I thought he was the next best player. Um, yeah. And I, he kept falling. I was like, ah, maybe, maybe he falls to ten. Maybe uh, Suns move up or something. I, I was hope. I didn't think there was a chance they'd get him. Um, but yeah. I was, I was really hoping they, they, well, they would. I, I really liked him. 
I even remember during the NBA draft lottery, I was hoping we'd get at least into like the top four range to have a shot at the big three and OB. But just staying in eight, and we still get him. So I love is, it. And he gets, usually he's a hometown guy too. Which is, I feel like that's needed for the Knicks. They need some hometown love and some hometown click, like a New yeah. Yorker play for the Knicks. Like he'll probably yeah. bring the culture as well as a as a New Yorker. Like, hey, this is how we need to do it and win because. Lord, 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 the Knicks haven't done anything since yeah. 2012-13, the lockout, the post-lockout year, which was the most fun season ever. So, yeah, I think they're just a point guard really away from being like a decent team. They're still not a playoff team, but a decent team, I would say. So, like a nine, <laughs> like a nine, ten seed at least, or is that too? Is that asking for too much right now? Well, uh, that might even be asking for a lot. Uh, okay. If they can maybe get Fred Van Vliet at the point guard then maybe I would say that they're like a 9-10 fringe playoff team, but because the East is so wide open every year. Um, but until they get a point guard, it's going to be tough. Or my guy Frankie Smoke steps up. <laughs> <laughs> um, since, like, you draft, you have a lot of forwards, too. Like, like you have Kevin Knox. Oh, still. yeah. So, so many power forwards. We love, we love to draft power forwards. Julius Randle, Kevin Knox, um, Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis. We just declined Bobby Portis's option. We're probably going to decline uh, Taj Gibson's too. So we'll get rid of some. I think it makes sense to trade Julius Randle because uh, I don't think he's going to fit well with Ob. But so it's Ob's job to win then to be starting for whatever the uh, yeah. I mean, when you starts. take you take a guy of his caliber at eight, you kind of hope that he's going to be the starting four. So. Absolutely. And I don't think him and Julius Randle can coexist. That's just not going to work. Oh, I doubt it either. I just, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'll say this. I've always, I feel New York is always better. The NBA is better when the Knicks are good. Is I feel like it's everybody talking. You though you have Stephen, like though depressed Stephen A. Smith's the best depressed Stephen A. Smith when the Knicks are bad. But when we see happy Stephen A. When the Knicks are mm-hmm. good, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that now because it's always not being completely miserable and having yeah. like. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus every New York Knicks fan on be miserable half the time. So I, I can't wait when the Knicks are good, but I think it'll be entertaining. Um, what, what, what pick surprised you the most out of, out of the top five or top 10? Oh, it's gotta be the bulls. Patrick yeah. Williams. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I just, I, I, I don't watch. I never watch. I, when I think of Florida state, I think they're just a football school. I did not know they're much of a basketball school. Am I, am I, have I been like blind or ignoring that most of the ACC, except for North Carolina, Duke, and a few other teams? They, uh, I think they won the ACC last year. Florida State won the they ACC won the, last year. Yep. Didn't they? Didn't they get the 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 trophy after they canceled the tournament yeah. game? Yeah. Was that yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it was a long time North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Florida State has definitely come on of late. The interesting thing with Florida State is all their guys like they go like eight or 10 deep. So a lot of their stats aren't that good, but they're like analytics, like gods. Like okay. <laughs> last night they had a horrible take. I saw on like ESPN, I think. Um, I want to say it was Devin Vesely, the uh, 
guard that's going to the Spurs was like an analytics dream. And they compared him, a shooting guard, to Anthony Davis, based on his block and steal usage rate or something like that. And I was like, you got to get out of here. with You can't be comparing <laughs> six foot five shooting guards to, to seven foot uh, power forward centers that can shoot threes and block shots like no other. So get out of here with those comparisons. But because these guys are uh, getting used so sparingly and their numbers are so good in those minutes, that's kind of why they're getting taken pretty high. But Patrick Williams at four, who also plays power forward, is just such a reach compared to taking Obi Toppin at four for the Bulls. Um, I saw a lot of places um, the Bulls were the losers of this draft, and I have to agree. I mean, you didn't really make any moves for any guys, and they were rumored to have – there was a rumor that they were going to move up to two and take James Wiseman and trade Wendell Carter in the fourth pick, which, I mean, I haven't seen much of Wendell Carter in the NBA, so I don't really know if he's a lost cause yet, but – I mean, you've done that deal? To, I feel like if you're trying to get a franchise piece to match with some of the other guys they have on this team, I mean, like I think Kobe, Kobe White's Kobe White's a bona fide superstar eventually. Um, Zach Levine's good. Lowry um, Marketing is Lowry Marketing's a lost cause. I feel, but I think he's gonna get. I think he's, yeah, he's gonna recover with Billy Donovan as a head coach and not having a shit show called Jim Boylan. Oh, for sure. I think Billy Donovan's going to make the Bulls very good, but this pick is a real head scratcher, man. I mean, he's like a six foot nine power forward that like does a little bit of everything, but I don't know if he does anything great, you know? Absolutely. I, 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 I it's for me, like you follow the ACC. So you're giving me stuff. Like I did not know about Florida State. It was like heavily in yeah. analytics. So I was like, you're this opening- was their first ACC title in school history. So it's a very <laughs> recent thing. So. That's crazy. So, and they're, they're yeah. usually known as football schools. So that's even more wilder. So, yeah. um, other news, um, Daryl Morey's in charge of the Sixers. People are saying <laughs> they, the Sixers won the draft, which I, I, that's every Sixer honk is saying. They oh drafted Ky- that's what they said on, on like on Twitter and stuff. They drafted Kentucky guard, John Calipari had his little Twitter video go viral. I was like, whatever. What do we think of the Sixers and getting Daryl Morey? I thought he, I think he'd be better off going to the Knicks because I think that he would make that team more entertaining. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey, kind of fell to them, so that was a good pick. But I don't think he's like a game changer for them. Like maybe he becomes a good, uh, you know, three point shooter and stuff for them. He's a good scorer, but okay. he could be like a set. I don't see him being any better than like a six man kind of. Okay. And, but I do think that the trades that they made did make sense for their team, like getting Danny Green, getting who's the other three point shooter they got? Seth Curry. Curry. Yep. Seth Curry. Yep. Thank you. So they're, they're surrounding Simmons with three point shooters, which was the mistake they'd made last year. And they got rid of Al Horford's horrible contract. So, I mean, they're making positive steps. I don't know if it's going to be enough. You know, I don't see it be enough. The only thing, I don't know if you guys know, I saw this on Twitter. Al Horford's wife was going in on the Philly fans and people were just dunking on her left. Dude, and right. Al, Al Horford has the most annoying family in the world. Yeah. Just all of them. <laughs> like I, I, I could like the, the families that annoyed the most besides the Kardashians, Al Horford's family's up there. Le, then the ball family. <laughs> I can't really think of any other ones I could think of, but it's like those two are the most notable ones. Like Al, like the ball family had a reality show on Facebook. I don't know who ever watch that show looked like trash anyways. <laughs> I just think that uh, 
you know, Al Horford was dealt a bad hand. I mean, he really wasn't going to be a good fit. I mean, I like the idea that they had there, but once you saw the product on the court, you knew it wasn't going to work out. So I wouldn't, I'm surprised Sixers fans are getting mad at Al Horford. It's not his fault. It's just a bad, like, roster decision. They no, should have kept just- JJ. Like they're just dunking on his wife how she like how much she hate she hated living in Philly and stuff. So it's, it's stuff gotcha. like that. But I'm just amazed someone took that contract. And we all know now. I like to welcome the Oklahoma City Thunder to the basement. They're taking everyone's bad contract available. Yeah. So they've got double digit picks from double digit first round picks from now until 2026. So they're gonna. I don't know what they're going to get with those double-digit picks because sometimes you, you have a lot of misses in the NBA draft. But uh, they have the opportunity to rebuild properly, kind of how they did the first time when they drafted Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's so hard to find stars in the college these days who could translate to the yeah. NBA. That's my biggest thing. Like They lucked out with James Harden and Russell Westbrook back-to-back. So, yeah, good for them. So, I like to welcome them to – the bottom of the basement right now. So other than that, is it free agency starts this weekend? Am I right? For yep. the, yep. who's the big, on Friday? Who's the biggest star that we should look out for? Uh, I mean, I guess even before free agency, the, the potential trades of James Harden and Russell Westbrook, I think is what's the biggest thing to look forward to. Um, I think that's really it. Yeah. So I think like James Harden, maybe rumored to the nets. Uh, I mean, that's either going to be amazing or it's going to implode completely. Could be both. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then outside that, um, I'm thinking uh, Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's been rumored a little bit to the Knicks, um, potentially to the Nets and Sixers, I've heard as well, for James Harden and him. But as for free agents, I guess Anthony Davis is the top one, but he's got he's going to come back to the Lakers. Yeah. Besides that, it's like really nobody else. Yeah, bring it. Brandon Ingram's a restricted free agent. Uh, Gordon Hayward has a player option. I guess Fran Van Vliet might be the best player available. Sheesh, we are dumpster diving right now, but... Yeah, Danilo Gallinari is another one. This is really nobody but then. So. I heard there was a rumor that he was going to get traded to the Mavs, so we'll see. Ooh, good old um, European invasion in Dallas. That, yes, that'll be entertaining yes. to see. I love that. <laughs> Uh, Anytime the, you can get the, the EU set up, it's always good. Yeah, absolutely. Put it in Texas of, of all places, so that, that shall be entertaining. So yeah. let's go back to Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You're a Knicks fan. Do you want Russell Westbrook on the Knicks? Kind of. I mean, we haven't hit on a point guard forever. At least we know we're going to get what we're going to get with uh, Russell Westbrook. The only problem is I don't know if he fits with our other guys that can't shoot too. <laughs> That's yeah, I just – I think if you put Westbrook on the Knicks, I think he makes them a playoff team. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you could do any more than that as long with him on a team. But, at, yeah. like, at the very least, he's going to play every single game and he's going to score a lot of points and uh, at least win a couple games. I, I got to think, like, at least we'd be, like, that six to eight range. And as a Knicks fan, it'd be nice to make the postseason, even if it's, even if it's like, a bullshit way of making it because there's no future, really, with that setup. But... I think it'll be more entertaining. Russell Westbrook he advertises Fashion Week outfits every pregame at Fashion <laughs> Avenue. That'll be perfect for him to do. Am I right, Eric? Get, get, he'll probably get a fashion line going. 
I'm thinking about all the yeah. dollar signs you could do more <laughs> in New York than like yeah. OKC or Houston. So I feel like him go to the Knicks. I'll be entertained. If he goes to the Nets, it's going to be a super team. And I'm not going to like, I hope the Nets lose all their games then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not a uh, big Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving fan to start. And if they added James Harden, I'd be really against that. And Russell Westbrook, I've always liked Russell Westbrook and James Harden because I felt like they stuck it out with their teams a lot longer. But uh, yeah, I'd rather see Russell with uh, the Knicks. Maybe that would you know, convince other free agents to come to the Knicks after he's like, Hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's James Dolan and it can't get any worse, but. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Lee, like Leon or us, like Leon and, um, what is, is Dolan have his handprints on anything or is the, he's doing everything now. Hopefully Leon's doing everything. It sounds like he's, he was really in charge of this draft. So I like that. Okay, because that's that's been my biggest fear. Because like whatever whatever GM goes in there, it sounds like Jerry. Like to me, I'm gonna relate to Jerry Reinsdorf. He like that. Mm-hmm. Some there are times that Jerry Reinsdorf he has an it, a finger to itch, a somewhere to scratch. He does it, and it usually fucks the team up for so long. So I'm yeah. hoping this does not happen with Dolan. He just sits in this in his courtside seat, mind his own business, and or just play his blues bands once a month, and he can just be happy. I don't have to see his yeah. ugly face on ugly mug at all being miserable when the Knicks are horrible. Go play, your, go play your harmonica in the corner and leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, free agency starts on, on – is it tomorrow or the Saturday? Uh, let me double check. I thought it was Friday, but – As we're recording this on a, on a, a Thursday afternoon. There's so many dang dates to keep track of. Yeah, definitely so. It'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be something to watch on TV, minus Maction or like whatever yeah. Thursday night football game is. But which we'll talk about that later. Yeah, Friday at six. Yep. All right. Cool. So, yeah. other than uh, that, it, yeah, go. But it's fully open. It'll be fully open on Sunday at noon. Like you know, there's that moratorium period. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get all the deals before Sunday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. So, other than that, I got the baseball Hall of Fame ballot. I don't know if you guys saw it in the Twitter or the text string. This is the 2021. The three of us are going to – who out of this whole class, who do we want to see on this list? Let's see. It's oh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Abreu, Barry Bonds, Burley, A.J. Burnett, Clemens, Kadire, Dan Heron. I throw 88. Well, I mean, my whole thing with the Baseball Hall of Fame is I'm the biggest fuck the steroid error like it happened whatever let these guys in the hall of fame so okay but we know that's never gonna happen so let's just eliminate bonds clemens and who else from the discussion in here so 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 yeah what do you say sheffield is part of the steroid era or uh no he hasn't it wasn't official okay um but if you eliminate those guys who i definitely think should be in um I know Omar Vizquel was really close last year. Yeah. So I could definitely see that. Kurt Schilling's probably not going to get in because of his uh, social media presence. All right, I will stop on that. I want him to get in because then we could just deal him ranting on crazy shit during his induction speech. That's what I would like. We still haven't even gotten last year's Hall of Fame induction speeches. That is true. It's usually just, it's like, it's just Jeter and Larry Walker. It's Jeter so. and Larry Walker. So those will be entertaining. Yeah. So if but I, outside, 
I mean, who do you like, guy? I like Todd Helton, great left-handed hitter. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the Hall of Fame? I think he's a great left-handed hitter. I mean, plus, he played bit football. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was a great left-handed hitter in little league. You don't see me get in the little league hall. <laughs> no, that's true. Ah, uh, out of everyone, that would be special, man. Manny's on the list. I don't think he's going to get in after his two steroid things. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Kent probably. He is a case. He was a two thousands MVP. He also has a lot of second baseman, like, or he's close to a lot of second baseman records, but I feel like he's got was some he, media issues too and steroid. I was, I was thinking he had some steroid issues. Yeah, he had some steroid I, issues. I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, my, my, two picks are, uh, my two picks are uh, Nick Switcher and uh, Dan Heron. That's what I'm going <laughs> with. <laughs> Those guys are never getting in the fucking Hall of Fame. No, I, yeah, I don't know why they're on there, but. Um, this is it's a weak class. It like, is a weak class. If you eliminate the steroid guys, I don't like know if anybody's even close. Burley, yeah. Burley could be entertaining, but I don't think he's Hall of Fame worthy. He had a perfect game against the Rays. Yeah, Burley might be the closest. Uh, uh, I'd say Tory Hunter and Tory Hunter Andrew maybe. Jones. Yeah, Andrew Jones are good candidates to get in. Uh, the laugh out loud ones are like Michael Kadir, Latroy Hawkins, like <laughs> Barry Zito. That's another one. I loved Barry Zito. You bite your tongue. I he got paid. He sucked for one year in San Fran, and he got it together after that a little later. So, yeah, uh, Billy Wagner. I think he was okay. No shot. Yeah. Uh, was he had? Didn't he have some steroid issues? I don't know. I remember he he hated the fil- his time at the Phillies, and he hated people. Um. Scott Rowland, I doubt it. No, no. I Maybe think, Gary Gary Sheffield. I think it's gonna be. I'll, I'll say this: it's gonna be Sheffield, Burley, Viscal. I think Burley's a reach, but I think he he kept it entertaining. So, all right. If I pick a three, I'll do uh, Tory Hunter, Andrew Jones, and Viscal. Yeah, I'll go uh, Omar, Tory Hunter, and Burley. All right, so we all have a similar combination. Yeah, Burley. Yeah. Burley's unanimous. That's our little vote. But Burley had a perfect game. Um, Hawk Harrison loved him, so. Not unanimous. I didn't pick him. Other than that, uh, big some really big news out of Chicago. Theo Epstein steps down from the Cubs. Do you th- he, I, they're saying he's going to take a sabbatical. I doubt it. I think he's going to – it's either he's either A, going to go to the Mets or, funny take, he – some football team will take him as the president for the team. Wow. Could you see either one 
happen? Yeah. Yeah, I could. I've heard both those rumors, so I don't see why not. Uh, he maybe wants to try his hand at something new after basically doing the same thing twice with the Red Sox and the Cubs. Maybe he'll want to uh, – what's another big curse out there that needs to be reversed? <laughs> oh, the Mets are a curse, but – Well, they're not that I – hope, I hope to God it's not the Mets as a, as a Yankees fan, but <laughs> I love watching their fans suffer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there is – I. Like, there really isn't that many sports curses left. It's like Cleveland, but it's like, yeah, Cleveland's ownership's not going to pay anybody. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they usually they're thinking about trading Lindor away, which is going to be wild when that happens. Yeah. And if he does, I kind of want to see him take out another sport. I think a lot of people have screamed and yelled at like take Theo Epstein should just go to the Bears, which would be kind of yeah. funny actually because then he could actually be. Ted Phillips will be gone. Then he's in charge of everybody. And I think mm-hmm. it'll be entertaining at least. And he doesn't have to leave it, leave his apartment at all or his house at all in Chicago. He just, he just goes to a different address. I don't hate it. Eric, you got uh, anything for that? No, I mean, I think he's built up enough. Uh, uh, goodwill that he can, yeah, he can do whatever he wants to try. Uh, maybe not exactly pick exactly where he wants to go, but uh, I'm sure more, uh, some people will be trying to grab him from other sports, whatnot. You think football? I kind of cool, be cool if he goes to football because I remember there's jokes like he should go to the Browns to save us. I think that was like after they went 0 and 16. Um, yeah. I also. A uh, little breaking news right here. Uh, Clay Thompson torn ACL, out, uh, torn Achilles out for the season. Oof. Ooh. Really hurts for the Warriors. Kind of glad. I, I hate Steph Curry and the Warriors. Um, and two, a uh, COVID announcement for the Eagles. Arcega Whiteside, Deontay Burton, and who's the other one? Uh, John Hightower. All COVID. But, you know, they weren't going to play anyway, so... <laughs> God, that's crazy. That yeah. is going to be wild. Half their wide receiver core is gone. Well, most <laughs> Those of Those guys it. weren't playing. No, Alshon they're Jeffries all... back. I heard t- this week's going to be the big Alshon game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they all always say that. So, Yeah, they do. <laughs> Other than that, but, uh, baseball is just baseball, right? <laughs> There's really nothing going on <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. Um, college football. Eric, uh, is Jim Harbaugh if he got his shit kicked in by Wisconsin again? He's gonna get fired after this year, right? Um, I don't think he's gonna get fired just because he's been. Whoa! No, he's not gonna get fired. Will he come back? That's a different story. I think. I think he'll. It'll be a uh, mutual parting. Oh. I don't think. I don't think he's gonna be back. I don't <laughs> think they're gonna fire him though. I think they I, should fire him to send a message to their fan base that they actually care about their football program. It, the the thing is, he's been so much better than everybody else, and he's made him just has completely he? average. He's I don't been think a he's little made bit, him better. A little than, bit better than Hoke. He's been uh, a little bit better than uh, Hoke. I don't know. Hoke had a, a much better ceiling than Jim Harbaugh did. What did Jim Harbaugh do? Bring him Jordan Brand? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He hasn't yeah. been Ohio State. He got him a five-star kicker. 
Oh, sweet. He got him. Uh, <laughs> he only had to sleep Christian at his McCaffrey's brother who never played a snap for them. That's the biggest loss he ever had. That's the thing. Was he could not ever find a quarterback and Max McCaffrey is tearing up. Yeah. He, he played Wolf, last Wolf year. Wilson uh, his best quarterback. <laughs> he played last year some, and he looked way, the offense looked way more confident with uh, McCaffrey at the helm than. Um, Jay Patterson. Well, yeah, what's yeah, the name Patterson. Out, so can't do much about that. Um, I mean, he's one in six on the road against rivals. Like he, he's horrible. The stats are terrible, but he, he the stats Michigan are terrible. Fans, that's all that matters. Michigan fans have been so beaten down. If uh, Harbaugh can guarantee him nine games a year, I like at this point they'll take it. They'd rather just win nine games a year, win lose the games they're supposed to lose, win the ones they're supposed to win. Oh God, they're not even winning the games they're supposed to win at this point. <laughs> Losing to Michigan State. Uh, Wisconsin's being the shit out of them twice um, the past two years. They're probably not going to win another game this year. All they beat is Minnesota, who might be the worst team in the Big Ten right now. I mean, do I need yeah, to go on? They're broken. They're broken. They're broken. They're from they should fire him just to send a message to the fan base so they actually care. Well, it, it, we could say this it's officially witching hour because no one officially never cares about Michigan until now. Who do you, uh, if you fire Harbaugh, who do you go after? The Coastal Carolina no, coach or Hugh Freeze. <laughs> those are no, neither of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> those are some terrible head coaches, guys. <laughs> Hugh Freeze could be entertaining for Michigan. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, entertaining. They ain't gonna win shit with Hugh Freeze. <laughs> like who's out there available? Saban. You take a like? Would you take a, a Saban a disciple? No. Oh, the hot, the hot name is uh, Luke Fickle, head coach for Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't see him leaving Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't. He's an Ohio State blood. Blood. He's. I don't think he'll ever leave to go to Michigan. If he does it, I feel like every Ohio State, you and a few others, would want to kill him for taking the job. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't hate him, but like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he would do it. But maybe money's right. Like, do they have money? It's not. This is like not Michigan from like ninety nine, two thousand when like. Oh, they got that Big Ten money coming in. Yeah, it's like Tennessee money almost. Rutgers like, has money. Like, if I was Michigan... Greg, like, Greg Schiano, Go get Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano should have gotten the Tennessee job. I'll say that. He would have been entertaining. He would have his team playing hard, doing sweeps and everything, aiming for the knees. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, David Shaw for Stanford makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's had a lot of success there for a while. They're just having a down year this year. Um, the other one I was thinking of is Indiana's offensive coordinator. He's a Michigan guy and Indiana's offense has been phenomenal this year with not a lot of talent or recruits. I think those two make a lot of sense. It's going to yeah. be hard. It's going to be hard. You got no answer. I, Great I, fix, I, I, phenomenal I, I, choices. <laughs> They're all, it's all interesting, but it's like, it's not like Michigan hasn't made a, had a, a good coach. since like Lloyd hires. That's the problem. They've run out of splash hires because they got Jim Harbaugh. That was like the biggest splash they were going to get. Like you can't go get less miles now because he can't, <laughs> Can't win a fucking game for Kansas. God. Uh, you're not going to attract uh, any of the bigger. I would. Head I would love to. Pre- I would love to make uh, Les Miles' press conferences uh, relevant. I know nobody's watching him because he's over in uh, Kansas, but uh, yeah. he has some of the best press conferences. Like Dan Mullen would be cool, but he's a Florida guy. I don't think he's leaving anytime soon. Oh, he's oh, he not just, leaving. Uh, what's his face? Um, the South Carolina coach got fired this week too on Sunday. Oh yeah, you oh, hired Oh, and you want him to go to Michigan now? No, I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's a name for you. 
<laughs> I don't want a name. If you're a Michigan fan, you want somebody that's actually good. Like who from the NFL? Like, is there anyone at all from the NFL could go? Uh, I don't know. People are saying the enemy or Brian Leftwich or something, but I think those guys are NFL guys. I don't know why you'd leave. Like, yeah. Like I maybe Gary, like- Gary Patterson for TCU, but I don't think he's going to leave. He's a long term guy there. Mike Gundy, maybe he won't leave he, too. He won't leave. Uh, he might. He apparently him and, uh, Who's the, the who's the big uh yeah uh, they're on of it. Yeah, oh, they, yeah uh they got I some problems. I don't think that maybe you can lure, maybe you can lure uh Urban or Chris Peterson out of retirement to come coach, but Urban's an Ohio State guy, so I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh I think Mac Brown would have made sense if Mac Brown was at North Carolina a couple more years. Yeah. Maybe ten years ago. Yeah. It it's too quick of a turnaround to just only be in North Carolina two years and then leave. He made North, he's making North Carolina fun for gambling wise. And I think they, they throw the ball. I like they're off. No, it's not fun for gambling wise, Trevor. I, I they hit the <laughs> over. If you have the over, you're <laughs> good. Depends on what gambling what yeah. you have. <laughs> NC State, North Carolina. I took North Carolina and, and the over. So uh, North Carolina and Notre Dame in a couple weeks. We'll talk talk I'm about just, that. Um I'm small and an upset. <laughs> uh Notre Dame, they beat Clemson. That was a fun game. I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Notre Dame, yeah. they beat. They had their red bandana game against BC. That was an electric factory at first first half. Then it was Notre Dame from there. Eric, you're my college guy. Griff, you're also my college guy. Can Notre <laughs> Dame just stay in the ACC? Because I am having so much fun them playing all the ACC teams. Their their boosters are against it. This I is want, the one year. I want them in there. For I agree. Short. I agree. I agree. It doesn't make any sense to be one sport not in. Yeah, there's uh, there's no chance they stay. I'd rather them stay. But I, I, yeah, then then Eric doesn't have to play. <laughs> I I want them. In well, I guess the- they never play Ohio State, but they always play Michigan or Michigan State. We do we do have a uh, home and um coming up in the next oh, 35 years. The next with them. 35. <laughs> 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 Way over at due. some point. At some point is coming. Way overdue. Like the Notre Dame Ohio State should be on the schedule at least once or twice a year. So. What else? Anything else going on in college football? I know this COVID case is going everywhere. Um, games have been getting canceled. Like, yeah, Pac-12 just announced that they're going to do non-conference games for teams that are healthy, but the other team cancels on them. So, I mean, the Pac-12 is really screwed. Uh, I think a lot of colleges are going to be screwed, but they might get helped out because all the kids are leaving for Thanksgiving. So that might help, like reduce the amount of uh, contact. Uh, New York City public schools closed uh, today, so COVID cases are only going up. So it's time to be careful, people. <laughs> um, one more other thing. I know Pac-12. Do you think Mario Cristobal could be a good NFL head coach? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, no, but he makes a lot of sense for Michigan, I think. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate that. That was a good, uh, that was a good Michigan pick, Trevor. I, I, was, yeah. thinking, I was thinking more. Head head coach. I think he could be. I, I think he could work no. in the NFL. Okay, never mind. Uh, that. Yeah. No. Uh, I'll try that. <laughs> Why not? So, other than that, Lincoln, um, Ry- Lincoln Riley or Dan Mullen make more sense for the NFL. 
Oh. Yeah, the only the only guys I I think he's more like a uh, CEO, like a Dabo Sweeney. Uh, where yeah. he's not like he's not like a genius on one side of the ball. Um, yeah. more just controlling the team. Absolutely, for sure. Um, NHL. I'm gonna get quick on this. Um, they got they released the retro um reverse retro jerseys. They are fire. Um, the Coyotes. I like to say this. They won it with the the, the desert sky in purple. Fresh, uh, and there's a few classic ones on there. Um, start date, which is more important, it looked like January 1st, but that totally true. What's going on? They said sometime in January, it's all off the border, it's all it, it really is all off the border, so they haven't really figured out what's going on with that. So, NHL.com back, no idea. Uh, at least NBA is coming back for Christmas, I'll say that. So, Christmas Day unders are back. Am I right, Eric? Yeah, so we can mm-hmm. get on that for, for a guy that hates the uh NBA. I mean, pff, seems like they're winning every uh matchup against the nhl heading into 2021 guy yeah it's, it's, i blame it on canada the border's closed right now so we don't have those kind of issues with the raptors <laughs> well this year he may because they, they may have to move to buffalo for a year so 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 did the blue jays <laughs> uh, blue jays and buffalo should stay that's what i was saying i think buffalo is more of a sports town to have it than toronto so I think wow. Toronto. He doesn't even like the Canada teams that invented his sport. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't won a cup since '93, so we could say that. Uh, <laughs> NFL. Let's get down to this. Nick Foles got killed on Sun on Monday Night Football. Lord have mercy on his soul. It's not a hip injury, thank God. Is this the last we're going to see of Nick Foles? Should he just retire now? Nick Foles retire? Should he? Uh, He's thirty-two. I don't know. I guess I guess we're pretty close to that. I guess is is this a is this a Bears problem or is this a Bears quarterback problem? Like, can anybody succeed in what with what they got going on right now? I think. Well, I will say this. I've kind of I've listened yeah. around a few people. I think I will say this, this is what the, the theory that's going on. Matt Nagy gave up play calling to show ever in the world it's all on Ryan Pace of how bad this roster is. I told I, you Bill Lazor was ass. Yeah, you were correct. And I was couldn't entering. even fucking cover. No, he could not. That was a bad pick by you. I was like, I saw yeah. I had it too. Yeah, I was only three points away from push. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that counts. So other than that, uh, two was on the this week's injury list with a foot injury. I don't know if you guys saw that. It just broke within the hour. Oh, I did not. Yeah. So do we see Ryan Fitzpatrick back first to Denver Broncos? And the and the this magic is back officially. Yeah, I don't know if it's that dire the injury. Uh, if your boy hasn't heard of it yet, <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw it on PFF and a few places on Twitter. So it shall be interesting. So four teams are on the bye this week. We had the Niners, Giants, Bears, and Bills. This is the final show leading Such up to two teams. Yeah, pretty much. Four and also we saw this on the headline. The 49ers-Bills game and the Bills-Pats Monday night games are going to be shown on ABC coming up. They're going to do a, a – Really? Yeah. They're going to do both? They're going to do both games on ABC. Mm. So there's going to be a mega cast for those two games. So Are we going to throw uh, Herbstreit and Fowler back on them or what? I don't know. Who would they you should. They're going to put Jim Kelly in, the, in a guest room with people, like with Bruce Smith and a few other people. I mean, Doug Flutie. What are the two games again? Pat, Patriots-Bills and – Bills 49ers. And the other one was what? Pat, it's Pat's Bills and Bills 49ers. So two Bills games. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It'll be entertaining. Bills 49ers doesn't need to be on national television. I'll tell no. you how much. 
if this was like before like everyone got injured and killed, I would say, why not put it on national yeah. TV? Now it's like, eh. well, we're into week 11, so we can start flexing now. Yeah. Um, I got a question let's, for you guys. I don't have to talk about it. Let's start with Thursday night football. Eric Cardinal Seahawks part. Duh. What are we expecting tonight? You guys got off the big win against the bills with the hail Murray. <sighs> hail Murray. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I don't even know what to expect. Normally we cannot beat Seattle at home. And we usually beat them on the road. Uh, obviously, we beat them uh, when we played, what, two, three weeks ago. Um, uh, coming off that huge dub, I'm expecting a win, though. Um, let's go. I'm calling it now. Uh, we're going to take the division lead. Uh, we're going to ride this momentum. Um, it's going to be a fun game, I yeah, feel. It's, it's a great game. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun game. Uh, there's Hopefully, hopefully there's no field goal troubles. If this game comes down to Zan Gonzalez again, um, I, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I think... Yeah, I, I, go ahead. No, you got Trevor. I, I think you said it right, Eric. Um, as someone who owns Zane Gonzalez in fantasy football, can Cliff Kingsbury not ice the kicker when he's about to go for a make? How about we just don't kick field goals? Go for it every fourth down. I Touch like down. that even Touch more. <laughs> yep. Um, I think the Cardinals are definitely going to win this game. I think the Seahawks are done. I think... Uh, Ooh. Russell Wilson's on a huge decline right now. I think he's lost his shot at the MVP. Um, the defense is so bad for the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson sneakily has been really bad recently. I mean, the first three game, first four games of the season, he had like a touchdown interception ratio of like 18 to one. And now he's at about like nine to 14 or something. I mean, the guy's definitely struggling lately and, uh, the let Russ Cook fans are uh, going to be a little bit quieter after this week, I think, as well. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game once again. Uh, but I'm, I would take the Cardinals to cover and to win. Definitely. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I, will, I think I've, Eric and I, we've always had this conversation. Cardinals Seahawks belong on national TV. I don't like it yep. on a Thursday spot, but I will take it as a Thursday. Color night. rush. That's the best part about Thursday night football. What, uh, what, uh, well, it's what back. It hasn't been here. I will um, say you guys this. are going blackout and uh the Seahawks are going with the uh the neons. I just I just think the black looks so stupid, the white helmets. It gotta, doesn't look great, but that's like an NFL policy that they can't have a second I, helmet. I know I, I don't know why we can't do white jerseys or something. Uh I don't know. Here are the yeah, unis for like, tonight. Uh I it think still they're looks cool. That. Anytime you can go blackout looks good. Yeah, I, they're ch- they're changing that next year. Right, I the, think so. The yeah, I think policy. they're changing the rule. Yeah, since the Eagles love to bitch about it all the time with uh, Kelly Green, so I will uh, say this: love to bitch about it. I mean, rightfully so, Trevor. <laughs> Kelly Greens are the best thing in America. <laughs> so I will say my favorite Kelly Green is the Randall Kelly Greens and the Ron Jaworski yeah, Kelly Greens. Yeah, uh, the ones they brought back in twenty ten. Yeah, now those are too old. Those are nice, but not my type of style. No, I own I own one. So they're they're the cool to have. Just say they're in the collection. So yeah. Other than that, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think Russell will like. We get another exposure of of Kyler Murray. Last week, this past week, most of the East Coast got his exposure and stuff for um Kyler Murray. The probably the exposure is exposure is a really tough word to be saying right now, guy. That is true. That is, I don't want cancel culture to go after me. So yeah, I think he's exposure getting, to exposure to COVID or exposure to his amazing play. <laughs> exposure to his amazing play. I think he doesn't get enough talk about as much, but people are finally doing. It. And especially look, look at Cliff Kingsbury. Like, who would have thought he would have made it in the NFL at least? Eric can't stop looking at Cliff Kingsbury. Ryan Gosling. Ryan right Gosling. Looking at his eyes. 
No, um, <laughs> yeah, he still concerns me. Some of his game management is a little. Uh, I mean, at least he's calling good plays. His on plays offense, on the goal seems... in the red zone and goal line are iffy too. Uh, it's gotten well. It's gotten a little better from last year. Um, yeah, it's fourth fourth down. We got we got to find a way to go under center so we can just dive across. Yeah. Like uh, just not being able to pick up fourth and six inches is killing us. Do you guys still have Brett Hundley? Uh, UCLA great right there. Yeah, he he's not even he's the third string, so he's not even active most games. Ah, uh, Christ! Our, I was gonna say backups. you put him on. You yeah, have him go in your center and just do some QB sneaks. You want her Kyler, and he's a little guy. He's not gonna be able to reach. <laughs> well, he can. Even he now, can that would kill me in fantasy. Actually, if that happened, he, uh, yeah, Kyler, Kyler can slip through the cracks easier. He can be able to maneuver through the tight spaces. Absolutely. Yeah. I like to say just, this. Last time we had Cardinals Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Cardinals won with Brett Hundley as quarterback because Kyler Murray got knocked out. Remember that, Eric? Yeah, that's true. I was uh, that was in Seattle. Last time they won in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So I always like, say like, um wacky shit happens in Seattle with Cardinals Seahawks. Like no matter what I think it's gonna rain tonight, too. Oh boy. So I, I mean, it always rains. I think those are the yeah. like Cardinal Seahawks games are the best because like no, like they're like you know like the Pac-12. I, I talked about this Monday. The NFC West is like the Pac-10 back in the day, and the Pac-12 like back in the day before they they're like before the playoff and stuff. They were yeah. entertaining to watch and they had good product, but no one like on the East Coast watched it or this or like anywhere. So that's how I feel like the NFC West is. They have that Pac-10, Pac-12 vibe. Like they're on so late. They're either like the four the second four twenty five game. This doesn't have to be part of it, but I can't believe people don't think Kyler Murray is not an MVP candidate. It's <laughs> definitely top. Russell, I can't. Russell Wilson, like after the first what four or five weeks, it was like yeah. nobody's gonna catch him, and then everybody's they like swapped him at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, everyone's saying the Lamar Jackson to Kyler Murphy, Murray uh, comparison's laughable. Like Kyler Murray's so much better. Like it's I mean, not this, even close this year at this point. Even like la- even last year, his numbers are better, and he, he just like coming into the league, he could throw the ball. Lamar Jackson, the whole question was, yeah, that's throw a, or not, yeah, and yeah. we're seeing it play out. I think it, you can I, keep that. We'll keep that. I, I'll see. <laughs> Don't cut that. <laughs> Don't cut that. All right. I, there's a few things I'll look for. They're like Lamar Jackson. I think when when people are, he said like people were calling out the place. That was wild when that happened. Yeah. So I think it's pretty crazy what happens going on with like, especially with the offense in like Baltimore, there's a little Harbar coordination and like Greg Roman was also the offensive coordinator for the, his brother and San Fran when he had Kaepernick. So there's a lot of coordinations to this as well. Am I right? Yeah. So it's like, it seems like, like Harbar is off, like Greg Roman's offense works for one year. Then it's like slowly declines and like people pick up stuff real quickly. Today's special guest is Tony Bruno. This is a long time coming to have him on the podcast. Uh, I was waiting for a special time for when he when I want to have him on. So let's throw it over Tony Bruno right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we ha- welcome to the conversation part of the Upper Bowl podcast. We like to have fun on here. We have a sports radio icon. This man, we were introduced to him, if you're at my age, on Madden 05, 06, 07, when you played the franchise mode, live from Redwood Hills. He was on Fox Sports Radio. 
He's been, he started up ESPN 1000 up in Chicago. He started up ESPN radio back in the late nineties. He was on my, one of my favorite sports talk shows, the best damn sports show period. He's been on radio everywhere. Talking Philadelphia sports and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, we like to welcome to the Upable podcast. The first big follower next to Harry Mays, Tony Bruno. Welcome to the Upable podcast for episode 100. Thank you. Thank you very much. What's the temperature? <laughs> I'm getting ready for, now, people haven't seen me in a while because I haven't been doing anything. So I got my David Letterman slash Santa Claus starter beard going. You know, we're a little over a month away. And by Christmas Day, I will be working at the various uh, department stores. I, actually, I can't because everything's closed here in Philadelphia, just like it is in Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. So we're locked down. But I'm going to have the t- Thanksgiving turkey trip. And I'm going to have people just coming in. I'm going to have 100 people down here in the wine cellar where you were there. You were here on Memorial Day weekend a couple of years ago and got to see the thrill, the color, the pageantry, the electricity that is uniquely the South Philly Wine Center. Absolutely. The best thing that's hidden, only invite only. Exactly. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The, the Tony Bruno Wine Cellar. Tony, <laughs> how you been lately? I feel like I miss hearing you on radio. What have you been up to lately? Nothing, man. I've just been working, you know, cleaning the house up and working on the computer, paying bills. You know, I haven't even been watching a lot. Of, so, I mean, I watch the NFL on Sundays, but I haven't watched the N- NBA draft. I've just been pretty much out. Not just on sports, on pretty much everything. You know, I'm trying to stay away from all the political noise. You know, the election's over. I let every, I let the dust settle when it settles. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I don't sit around and worry about elections or you know i worry about like my family thanksgiving christmas you know things that are important to us as families you know i got my family i got my grandson in maryland so that's what i worry about i mean i worry about everybody but i can't control everybody else's life i only can control mine and that's what we do robin and i just chill and you know get stuff done around the house the weather's starting to change going to be cold soon people will be complaining I'm already complaining about the darkness because I hate when it gets dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. You know, just the normal stuff that we complain about every year. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's one thing I like about Arizona. They do not do the time change. That's what we needed to fund. Out of all things, you can say whatever you want. Defund daylight savings time because it makes everything better. Am I right, Eric? Oh, absolutely. So, oh, there's Eric's there. I didn't see him, man. Where are you? <laughs> Eric Bly, one of my co-hosts from the get-go from the Upper Bowl podcast. Who is like? What have you noticed in the NFL season? I know this Eagles team stinks out loud on bad ice. They got the Browns this weekend. I'm gonna be there. Actually, I'm. I am making a trip up to Cleveland making a border run or are, are the Eagles going to get their, their teeth kicked in by the Browns this week as they did this, this past week. It's the giants. I have no idea if they play defense the way they have. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, Eric, you know, Chubb is going to run down, but he's not going to stop at the one yard line. I don't think, and I know all the fantasy people were pissed off. <laughs> Gamblers. 
I, I had the I had the, the brown spread and they didn't they didn't cover so that was oh, the only man, thing that was a double whammy and that's why I don't do fantasy sports that's why I don't bet on most sports but there was some great game I mean listen the Eagles are the Eagles are just like the rest of the teams in this division they stink you know all the teams have injuries luckily Carson Wentz who gets ripped all the time he's the he's been the only constant has he had bad games yes but he's got he's got he's got an offensive line that changes and I'm not I'm not an excuse maker for Carson Wentz when he makes a bad throw I'm the first guy to complain about it but when you look around the league and you look around this nfc east it's embarrassing you know and the eagles just they leave a lot of points on the board and i saw the breakdown the other day that you know as far as drops we talked about previous regimes when carson didn't have any good receivers and let's be honest he doesn't have great receivers now and so you know rieger has had a couple of plays but you look around the league and i think that's what pisses off the eagle fans more than everything they see all these other receivers who were taken in front of the guy that they took and they're all having great years and then it's the same thing with any whether it's the sixers the phillies the guy that they the other team took and they didn't take instead always turns out to be better and then that's why fans get pissed off it's probably the greatest thing ever when eagle fans complain about anything especially the wideout position because we it feels like it's a hosh pog of who's a good wideout for the eagles who could also stay healthy it doesn't matter if deshaun jackson jeremy macklin the list goes on and on and on you never know what's going to happen with the eagles wideout and especially like Zach Ertz isn't going to come back. It doesn't look like he's not going to get contract. So he's he, he's checked out. He wants to go fi- somewhere warm probably after this free agency. So like we can always talk about what the one positive right now, which we keep positive positivity is the Arizona Cardinals and Kyla Murray and your favorite oh, yeah. whiteout, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, no, that game, I, I, that game, I was watching red zone because I can't just, I can't just stick on the Eagles game anymore. I get too frustrated. I get up, I walk outside, I come back in. It's just hard to watch. It really is. And so I put on red zone and then that Arizona game, and I thought it was, everybody thought it was over. That to me, of all the games played this year, we've had some unbelievable finish. That to me is the absolute fantastic finish of the year. It's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find a game game ending in that kind of dramatic fashion you know we see game winning field goals you may see a punt return but kyler murray and then everybody's talking about you know deandre hopkins where he had to go up and there were three guys on him and make the get unbelievable catch but we know he can do that the fact that kyler murray was flushed and still had to make that desperation throw, which never works and it works in the absolute craziest way because murray never should have even gotten that pass off and deandre hopkins never should have had that ball go up and grab it away from three other guys that was that to me it's going to be it's going to be hard to find a better ending than that in any sport no i always say this like the the pat the nfc west is like the pack 10 slash 12 back in like the late 2000s they have that vibe is like we're always on late people forget about us but you get great games like i had last week i do the, the sunday ticket watchable games Cardinals Bills was numero uno. This game was must see to watch after the Masters. Yeah, no, it was great. That was great. And and again, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad games I don't watch. That's what's good about the red zone. Uh, You know, having to watch the, I don't really have to watch the Eagles anymore. (laughs) my patience is really thin now because as i say i'm not i'm not doing sports anymore i'm not doing talk radio so my interest is still there it's just like i'm not paying attention to a lot of stuff i'm not paying i watch the science channel you know that's what i do at night i'm watching uh, last night i'm watching in china they have this waterway because there's no water in beijing because the water table's low and so they built this unbelievable system where water runs from the south of china and this has nothing to do with the with the china virus or anything else but it's an unbelievable engineering, spectacular engineering. And I watch that stuff and I learn. So I like to learn different things. 
things that fascinate me. And right now, I mean, there's no sports other than football. There's some college football, but I'm not watching the Mac on Wednesday nights anymore. I'm sorry, man. I used to be a big thing when Mark Wilden and I were in LA. You know, he was Mr. Miggity Miggity Mac, and he'd make the Mac pick of the week. But right now, I'm just not into anything. The Mac like, pick. I'm into you, though, Trevor. I mean, into you and, and, and Eric's there. Is Griffin and Jordan, are they all there? Where are these people? Griffin had to go to work because he dropped out. Jordan, our other co-host, is a lawyer. He's at work right now. So Eric and I, the two com- amigos running the podcast right now, keeping it afloat right now. Wait, Eric, now where is Eric? Is he in Connecticut too? I'm in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Columbus, Ohio. Sea boss. Now, when are they going to change the name of Columbus? Yeah. Because, you know, here in Philly, we got the Columbus statue, which is literally behind a plywood box because they wanted to tear it down. And so they made a compromise. So the Christopher Columbus statue, not too far from where I live, is inside a plywood box. <laughs> I, I kid you not. <laughs> um, yeah, our, we had a statue. I don't know where they, it's gone now. I don't know where they took it. <laughs> He's also now, what about you know Columbus. Listen, I like Columbus. I love Ohio. I've been there. Great places. Columbus is good. Ohio State, all the other good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Somebody's yeah. I lived in Westerville, Ohio, which is outside of Columbus. Great top, great city as well. Fun town as well. Also, the cool part about Eric, he's originally from the Phoenix, Arizona area. So he's a big time Arizona Cardinals fan, Phoenix Suns fan. D-backs fan, and besides that, he likes Ohio State for, for football, college football. Is it, no, Arizona, look, look, look at Arizona. Go back a couple of years ago. You know <laughs> when they jo- their draft pick, the kid from uh, my the kid from Miami. What was his name? Josh somebody. Josh, <laughs> oh, UC- oh, Josh Rosen uh, from UCLA. Josh, yeah, yeah, Josh Rosen from UCLA. And remember, he was a t- high draft pick, and they gave him. T- and I remember listening because I was out in Phoenix a lot, and listening to the local sports guys just kill Josh. And 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 they were like, this guy needs a chance. He keep that changing coaches and you talk about and then they got rid of him and he goes to miami where he doesn't get any playing time and i feel bad for him josh rosen probably a good player but he's been in bad situations two times already and then they get kyler murray and boom how fast the franchise turns around and that's what that's the thing about football more than any other sports you got to get that quarterback and murray to me is just next level man and you know josh allen there's some good young quarterbacks in this league man i love it too because the 2020 class, I love as well. Like you have Herbert Burrow, yeah. Tua scanning some time. The 19 class of Kyler Murray, I think he's the hands down best quarterback in that draft. Say what you want about Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. I think Haskins stinks. Like, as you probably know, like, what is it? Ohio <laughs> never produces a quarterback. I rag Eric for it all the time because, like, you could go through the list, including Eagles, great who stunk out loud Bobby Hoyne, so. Well, you know, we were there in Washington the last game of last season where the Eagles clinched the coveted NFC East championship in the game that they, that, that Haskins came out of nowhere and single-handedly had the beat and then runs a dumb play at the end, and now he can't even get on the field this year in Washington. You know, Alex Smith has been playing pretty well, and so the NFC East is a mess. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, you know, and then you look at the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, I don't know how good he is. Doug Collins runs him out there in idiotic high school plays when everybody in the world knows when he's going out there under center and Carson Wentz that he's going to run the ball for no gain. So I don't understand what's going on. Listen, I, I think all these young guys are were good in college. We're seeing a lot of these guys in college don't make that translation. A lot of them don't get a chance because you can't. You got to play, and and you know you can't play Jalen Hurts right now. No. Carson Wentz is healthy if you're talking about the Eagles and you can't play Haskins if you're the Washington Redskins or the football team, whatever the hell they're called right now. We're still in it to call the Redskins. Well, I don't know why they haven't figured out a name yet, but if they go for name, we'll only accept the DC Sentinels from the replacements. 
Exactly right. I agree. We're all on the same page here, man. All on the same speaking, page. Uh, speaking of the NFC East, um, do you think it's possible that nobody in this division gets the seven wins? It's possible. I mean, wait, the Eagles, they they lost the first, they, they have a tie. It's actually that tie. That tie's going to be huge. About, that tie may be the, the difference maker <laughs> when it comes to deciding who wins the division. But no, the Eagles, the Cowboys are a mess. You know, look at the Cowboys. They lost their quarterback. So yeah. that always hurts when you lose a great quarterback. But they still have what was the guy who was supposed to be the best running back in football. Look at the Giants, even without their Six best one. player. How well they're playing without him. To me, I got to give it up. I know the Giants aren't really that good, but give the Giants credit. They went out and got some players, free agents, Bradbury. You know, they got the guy uh, Martinez Martinez from the from the Green Bay Packers. They at least when they went out and got guys and brought them onto the club, they're immediate impact players for a team that's not very good. And say what you will about Daniel Jones. The guy's got the guy can play, man. The guy can the fact that the Eagles can't figure out how to stop him is unbelievable. So to me, I don't really know. I thought the Giants, based on the other day, looked like they were going to be the team to beat, but they still don't know how to win yet. You know, they did. They finally beat the Eagles. But once a team and once once a team that's not very good starts learning how to win, which is what that coaching staff with Joe Judge and the Giants are doing, you can see that that team has a little bit of a, a fire under them now because they all realize, hey, you know what? We don't have, you know, we don't have Saquon Barkley, but the guys that are there are, are all stepping up and playing better. So to me. The Giants, to me, right now are the best team in this division. Unfortunately, they're so far behind. I don't know if they can do any and make any noise unless the Eagles keep shitting the bed. Can I say shitting the bed on the podcast it's, here? Yeah, absolutely you can. <laughs> All right, that's as far as I go. I'm not going to drop any F-bombs here. Or, I don't need to do that stuff on this show. Back to the Cowboys. We compared the this year's Dallas Cowboys team a, to a classic VH1 MTV reality show. I compared them to the uh, the surreal life. Eric, what did you compare them to? The Dallas Cowboys cheerleader show? Yeah. Yeah. What reality show <laughs> would you say resonates this year's Dallas Cowboys team? Like a trashy one from like the 2000s or older. Like, I think it's, it's, they're so entertaining. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We're comparing the uh, Cowboys to Dallas, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team. I don't know if you remember that. I one. remember that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my favorite, the best MTV sports shows ever were the homeboys against the away boys basketball, the rock and jock MTV basketball team back in the day. Remember those? The homeboys and the away boys, not the proud boys. That's a different team. And I don't know where the hell they are. <laughs> we'll take that one because I will actually look that up on YouTube after we get done with the show. So out of there's a lot of cool teams this year like nfl 2020 covid craziness is going on but we also got to talk about one thing is brian flores your coach of the year or what he's done of miami how how absolutely much- absolutely you could see it last year you know they took a lot of hits people were ripping him last year again you get a good coach you get yourself a quarterback and then you believe in the system and you know they listen they they, they didn't want to force to it in there but when they finally got him in there the guy can play you can see it he doesn't even look like an alabama quarterback you know that's the thing about alabama quarterbacks when you go back they don't really churn them out like like a lot of schools do but Tua is legit and I, I love this Miami Dolphin team. And, you know, Buffalo's good. But the thing about these teams with young quarterbacks, they look good for a couple of games. And then until they can realize what's going on, but the Patriots, as bad as they have been, they're still alive. That's the amazing thing in that division. I mean, the Jets stink on ice, <laughs> on dry ice, not just on ice, on on liquid nitrogen ice. That's how bad they stink. You know, like, there's nothing colder than liquid nitrogen, I don't believe, right? No. 
And one of now the you're a science guy or you're not a science guy. I'm learning to watch a little more of the science channel. <laughs> There's not enough good TV on these days, so I'm also learn something from trust from, the science, trust the process. No, flush and, the uh, process, flush the process. We we you gave us the blessing to flush the process already. So. I flushed the process a long time ago, and I don't trust anyone. You know, it, it, what was it? The, the X Files. Trust no one. Yes, I trust no one anymore. I really don't. I don't trust scientists. I don't trust politicians. I don't trust anybody. Let's get the happier things. We're going to do a quick rapid fire with you. Oh, before that, Matt. Do as long as there's no guns involved, though, you know, because I don't want any kind. I don't want any accidental gunshot wounds or, you know, my, you can hear my phone going off. I have the Citizen app. You have that up in Connecticut? No, we don't have that. Citizen. And what it is, it's a community-based thing where whenever a crime is being committed, you get a little, like, knock-knock, and then you see where the crime is. And it'll tell you exactly where it is. We had a fire yesterday. I heard fire engines. Miss Robin went around the corner and became a journalist and actually took video of the fire trucks arriving. So this is like this is like community journalism because people are going on these apps and they're saying, hey, you know, I just heard gunshots. And then the, the police show up and they confirm the gunshot. So that's what, you know, people aren't, we're not vigilantes, but people want to know if, hey, there's a shooting two blocks away from them. You know what I mean? So they can feel safe and lock the doors and make sure nobody's coming after them. Absolutely. So let's go. What's one thing we liked about your career? A lot of us got introduced to you you man in 05, 06, 07. How much fun was recording those, those talk shows you guys had? It was fun, but it was also, it was fun when they called me out of nowhere and said, Hey, you know, we're doing this game thing. Would you be interested? And I said, no, I don't want to be in a video. I don't want to be in Madden, the most successful sports video game of all time. But no, so they, they were nice. They contacted me and said, Hey, we want to do a thing. We listened to your show because they're based in Cal. They're based in LA and Florida. So the Florida group is where the EA people who are putting all the game stuff together. And then the, the studios out there at EA were in Redwood City, California, where I never went because I did it in a studio in Santa Monica. Al Michaels and I would go into the same little studio in Santa Monica. He would record the play-by-play and I'd be sitting there waiting for him to get done. And then I would go in and do my part. So Al got Al and I talked every single day, but we only were allowed to do two hours at a time. So I would go, Al would go in and do two hours and then I would go in and do two hours. And so while it was fun, the finished product sounds great. It's pretty tedious because you're sitting there in a little box and you're reading the name of every single player in the NFL. I had to read the last name of every single player in the NFL with three different inflections. So now you take that, you know, like McNabb, McNabb, McNabb. You know, so when you're talking about Donald McNabb, so that's that stuff is doesn't sound like fun. It's tedious. And a lot of recording studio stuff is tedious. You're like, what the hell is this? But the other stuff where I was interviewing coaches and stuff, that was all put together electronically. I never actually interviewed the coaches. So but the EA people who would go around and interview the coaches like Andy Reid or any of the other coaches that were in the game, they would say, all right, you're talking to Tony Bruno. And since I knew a lot of these coaches, they would always respond with, well, Tony, you know, so when they when the game put it together electronically, they're the geniuses. Yeah. All I did was sit in the studio and record. But the finished product is what impresses people. Not because I'm on it around Michaels. It's just that the people who have these decoders and the people who write these games and figure out how to put them together, they're the geniuses. I was just fortunate to be in there for three years and to get to do it. But I did 56 hours in the studio just for the Madden 05 content that I was part of. So imagine that. So that was two hours each session. And 56, half of that is what, the 20, 27? No, 28. Yeah, 28 sessions of two hours at a time. And so was it fun? Yeah. But it was also not something that, you know, you don't go in there and just crank it out. So to me, that was one of the highlights of my career because a lot of people who grew up 
who didn't know me from the radio, knew me only from Mad. Or a lot of people who are now in their 30s and 40s knew me from ESPN Radio Game Night on Saturday nights with Keith Oberman and Chuck Wilson. Other people only know me from Fox Sports Radio with Andrew Siciliano or with uh, with, with other co-hosts that I've worked with. So I've been fortunate to be at a lot of great places. I've learned from a lot of great people and I've tried to help younger people who came after me learn who always ask for tips or t- talk to me about my career. You know, I was fortunate. I was a young kid. I had no business being in radio. I had no radio background. My mom there's an immigrant from Italy who still speaks to me in Italian at age 96. So there's nobody that came and said, Tony, you should be in radio. I just got the bug as a kid and I pursued it and I just kept moving up the food chain. So I was fortunate, but I also had to work hard because back in the day when I started in radio in 1969, you worked overnight and you worked overnights for seven years before you even got to see the light of day on, on a radio station during the hours of 6 a.m. to midnight. You know, they, they buried you on the overnight ship hoping that you would get better. And that's what I did. And I got better working seven years overnight before I was allowed to do daytime. So. I'm not complaining. I mean, that's the way the world worked. And nowadays, you know, you have the tremendous advantage of you can do podcasts. Even if you have no broadcast experience, you don't have to go to broadcasting school. You don't have to go to college to learn journalism, which I did. That was part of it because I wanted to be in news. So I went and did journalism. I did basic broadcasting. But then as I got experience in news, I transitioned to sports. And that's how my career played out over the last 50 years. Absolutely. Um, let's do a quick rapid fire with you. What You've done sports talk radio in Philly, did, did it nationally. What do you like doing more? Local, like Philadelphia-based? You did you did some in Chicago to start up ESPN 1000. What did you like doing more? Doing Philly sports, Chicago, or did you like doing the national show the most? I like the national show the most, and here's the reason why. There, there's so much to talk about. You know, in local markets like Philly, you know, it's going to be beat the same story to death every day. And that's the one thing, As well, even though I did that, and you have to beat the same stories today because local program directors want to make sure you just talk about what makes the phones ring. You know, and every time you talk about the Eagles in this town, no matter what season it is, you know, the phone lines would light up. And so that's the crutch that a lot of radio, local radio stations go to. I need phone calls. There's not much else going on. Let me throw it, bring it back to the Eagles as our program director. You get it back to the Eagles because you're talking Sixers and the phones aren't ringing. So that's the world of local radio. And again, it, it was fun. But when you do a national show, you can focus on the important stories, not just some small story in Columbus, Ohio. Unless Columbus, Ohio has the major story that the whole country talking about you know what i'm saying so if the major story is in la it doesn't have to be la new york philly or boston if the biggest story is in columbus or if it's in you know bumfuck iowa (laughs) that's the big story you can talk about it can you say can i say bumfuck iowa on the show absolutely absolutely can we call bumblefuck as well that's what we call some parts of ohio as well outside of columbus yeah so to me it's if the big story is football, we talk about it. If the big story is basketball, we talked about it. And so there was always something new every day, and it wasn't just repetitive, you know, like politics, which is the same crap every day, or talking about the Eagles and Carson Wentz sucks. That's the difference. I, 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 I love doing national stuff because there's more to talk about, I think. Absolutely. Um, who's your favorite wideout and quarterback of all time? Wow, so many. I'm, I told you Larry Fitzgerald is my favorite of the last 20 years. And listen, I, there's a lot of great players. But the reason I love Larry Fitzgerald more than anybody else is because he's everything you want in a player. He, he's dedicated. He works his ass off. He goes, he runs up mountains in, in Arizona in the heat of the summer, which is you know really hard to do. It's hard to walk in Arizona in the heat of the summer, let alone. So he's dedicated. He's smart. He, he does great things in the community. And he's just a great, great player. It's impossible to not like 
what, even if you don't have them on your fantasy team, you know, like you, you, you got guys on the Cowboys, you don't like the Cowboys, but you like a player on the team. He's impossible to dislike. And there are very few players you can say that even as a rival, even if you're like a Rams fan, you know, if you're any, any team that plays against the Cardinals, you cannot root against Larry Fitzgerald. That's the, I, I like to say that he's the, probably the best wideout of up to the 2004 draft class and uh, probably in my lifetime next to Randy Moss and a few other people, how he's done. It yeah, all. he's just he's just per, he's the perfect wideout. He doesn't bitch. You know, he's not going to complain. He's not going to throw his quarterback under the bus. He, You know, he's not a diva wideout. And most wideouts are divas and understandably so because they get paid a lot of money and they want the ball. There's nothing wrong with wanting the ball when something goes wrong. You know, they're not the first guy bitching or throwing their players under other players under the bus. Absolutely. Eric, you got anything? Oh, no, I just I completely agree with that. Um, if there's if there one player who could uh, bitch and complain about that, it's uh, like the show to uh, Kevin Cobb and John Stone thrown to him for a uh, good chunk of his prime. <laughs> exactly. Or Max Hall. You, know, you got other guys, or, you know, like Antonio Brown. Everybody loved the guy and, and he's a great player. You know, now he's, he's he always gets in. He always screws it up, man. You know how you have the greatest life on earth. You make a gazillion dollars. Everybody loves you. And then you still find ways to screw it up. That's the thing I don't understand about a lot of athletes. You know, they, they become famous and then they become divas. And listen, there's no, I understand. I'm not famous, but I understand what people think. Hey, well, you're really good at what you do. And I appreciate that. But with, with athletes, I don't get it because they always, they always came from, they came from places where they should realize where they came from. Like I came from nothing and I worked at the highest levels of my career. But I never looked down on anybody. I never thought I was better than anybody else. And the problem is when you get that mindset and the LeBron James of the world, who's a great, great player, but when you think that you're, you are more important than anybody else, that's when you lose touch with reality. And that's what I've always tried not to do is lose touch with where I grew up, where I'm, I'm right now, where I grew up, literally on the same street that I grew up on. So not, not forgetting where you came from to me is the key to just on being grounded and understanding life. Absolutely. Um, who's your favorite quarterback you like? You liked? Wow, well, so many of them, man. I mean, people ripped Terry Bradshaw, but the guy had balls of steel. He got criticized. Guy won all those rings. He had a great defense, but people rip him. You know, obviously the, the Montana, the typical great, all the great ones. Okay. You know, I watched a lot of bad quarterbacks. I watched a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean, I watched Randall Cunningham, who was spectacular, and I thought was underappreciated in this town. Badly coached, but a guy who was, you know, he was on the cover of sports. He was the ultimate weapon. Absolutely. A lot of the guys you see right now, Randall Cunningham was the guy that led the way and showed those guys how you can be an incredible athlete and have an unbelievable arm and be able to run and throw and become the ultimate weapon. And we're starting to see more and more of that thanks to the college kids playing pro offenses now. Absolutely. Um, trying to figure out another one. One thing you should, if you could bring to the East Coast to the West Coast, and one thing from the West Coast to the East Coast. West Coast, I lived there for 11 years. The weather was spectacular. I'm not a, I grew up in the, in the East Coast where we have the seasons. But once you live out in California, you say, screw the seasons. You know, I can go <laughs> see snow. I lived in LA. You can see the snow in the mountains. You can be on the beach in the morning. It could be snowing and skiing in the mountains in the morning and be on the beach in the afternoon and only have to drive two hours. You know, here, you're stuck in snow. If you want to see snow, if you don't want to see snow. You're forced to see it, whether you like it or not, and drive in it. So True. I've become, I want to see snow. I'll drive to it. I don't want it to come on my street where I have to shovel it and get, can't get my car out of the parking spot. <laughs> now, East Coast to West Coast, food. You know, pizza, the, the pizza out there is still not as good. They are. They do have cheesesteaks and legit Philly cheesesteaks out there. So 
All the good stuff on the East Coast winds up on the West Coast. The good stuff on the West Coast, right now, there's not much good stuff on the West Coast. You can bring out In-N-Out Burger, and that's pretty much yeah, it. No, listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, rotten, not ripping L.A. I lived there for 11 years. It was great to my career. I had a lot of friends there. I lived in the, right near the beach, so how can you bitch about that? Absolutely. So the weather, they have the weather. We have the food. And when we sit around in the wintertime now, like it's cold outside, and we're sitting around, and we're eating cheesesteaks, and we're getting fat, that's the worst part. Because we can't go out. Well, we're supposed to eat outside, even though it's too cold to eat outside. So I don't know what to believe anymore, guys. I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know whether I'm allowed to go outside to eat. And last night, I walked outside, and it was 20 degrees. And all the outside restaurants that are still in business, there wasn't one person sitting outside. You know why? Because nobody wants to eat. That's not alfresco. That's alfrosco. That's alfrozeno. That's alfrickin' crazy. Who's going to eat outside when it's frickin' freezing outside? Not me. I'm good. Uh, final question. What's the... Oh, God. Shoot, I had it. Now I lost it. Other than that, um, Tony? Where's the question? Don't you have prepared questions to ask me here? Come on, man. <laughs> I had it. I had it in the head, and it, it's complete. Like uh, Tony Bruno, thanks for coming on. You are now a recurring guest of the Upper Bowl podcast. There's a line of list of great guests. Your next, you, you and Celia were back to back. So back to back, Jacks. Absolutely, Miami. How about the Cane? Did you talk some Cane football, Dan? We talked a little Miami Dolphins with him, especially with Tua and the Arizona. You remember, Cardinals. he played one on that great defensive line with the Miami Hurricanes. Absolutely. A lot of great players back in the day, man. Absolutely. That's when it was Catholics versus convicts, man. Those I, days are long gone. We need to bring those back. Absolutely. <laughs> Tony, thanks for coming on the Upper Bowl podcast. Have a wonderful day. Stay warm Thanks. in Philly and drink as much Tito's vodka as you can. I will, man. We'll start drinking right now. Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, uh, Thanks man. Appreciate Thank it, you, man. Thank you, Tony. That was the inter- that was the conversation part of the Upper Bowl podcast. We like to appreciate. Thanks, Tony Bruno, to join us for episode 100. Let's get out of the guests in the line. It's gonna be me and you this week. Our man Griff went went, went had to go to work. Jordan had to do his other things. Let's start with like. By the way, is there any washable games this week? Can you say if you saw the doc? Is there any? Would you say because I can't pick one. Uh, I'd put Philly and Cleveland in there. I think I didn't because I want to know why. Uh, well, I know why because they're both bad. But <laughs> why? Why don't you do it? Uh, the I'll say this with the Eagles: this team stinks. Uh, they can't stop anything. They stink on ice. I think Tony said it best. Um, I don't trust the offense. They haven't. They haven't lost to the the, old, the new Browns ever at all. The last time they played up there was seventeen to sixteen. I'm going to be there, so I feel like I'm, I'm going to be the curse. That's going to yeah. Eagles are gonna, not going to show up. My first football game of the year. Eagles Brown, what do you think this line is? Uh, I don't know. Cleveland, Cleveland, they're not good. Um, well, I don't know. They're six and three, but they have a negative point differential, which is not a great sign. Um, and Philly is obviously what three, five, and one. So I don't I don't know if they're great teams, but I think this is gonna be an interesting matchup. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna say Cleveland. Cleveland minus Four. I'll say Cleveland minus five. And it is currently at minus three Cleveland. Minus three, okay. And the over-under is at 47 right now. 
be interesting as well. Um, man, there's a lot. There's I didn't like any of the games this week at all. Because did you have that vibe at all? Because I, lo- I was looking through. It's like I can't pick a game. Yeah, I was looking through. Uh, Philly, Philly, Cleveland caught my eye. It was the first one I saw, and then uh, I just don't know, man. Let's go to the Muh game since that was the only Sunday ticket watchable. But like most of the East Coast is getting it, and like all of Connecticut's getting it. New York, it's it's a bad game already. So New England, Houston, Houston stinks. The Patriots got a win against the Jets. They had the they were on the bye this week, right? Oh, they beat the oh yeah they beat the Ravens the, this past week. The Patriots, yes. Romeo Cronell versus another an ex Patriot assistant going up against Bill Belichick. I think New England's going to smash this team. I don't know. I, I I don't trust New England. I don't trust their offense. Uh, Cam Newton, I, has he put together more than two straight weeks of competent football this year? I I don't know. Be interesting. I'm going to say I'm going to say New England minus four. Um, give me New England minus two. It is New England minus one and a half. It's actually not bad value right there. Uh, another one, Tennessee, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, I think they're stink. They're a bunch of frauds. They're a fraudulent team. I think they, they're like they're like they're like the 2013 San Francisco 49ers. They win some, they lose some. They they're not consistent enough. I don't like their offense at all. I don't like I don't think Lamar Jackson's like he can't throw the ball. He doesn't have much of a pocket presence. I don't like this game at all. Tennessee, I think that this team has been horribly bad ever since Taylor Lewan has been injured. And Ryan Tannehill is not the same Ryan Tannehill from earlier this year. Yeah, uh, both these teams uh high expectations going into the year, and neither of them have really been quickened at all this year. Uh, Tennessee, it just seems every single game they play is close. And then Baltimore, um, they had – not even come close to what they did last year uh, on offense. Um, Lamar just cannot throw the ball. The running game's just, it's still going, but it just doesn't seem like it has the same thing to it. Um, and then, yeah, like you mentioned with Terrell Luan, Titans, uh, just having, uh, Derrick Henry's been shut down several times this year. Like, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, I think the Coco got up to them. Yeah, for real. Um, I, Baltimore still got to be favored. I'm going to say Baltimore. Baltimore minus three. I'm going to say minus two. I'm going to say Baltimore minus two and a half. This line is Baltimore minus five. I don't like this line at all. I just think they're both bad teams, really. And like Tennessee just seems to play with close games. Yeah, I I, I, love it. I don't know. I, I don't know about this Titans team at all. I'm not going to be touching that. I'm not touching it either. Um, the other one for the game of the week, Jaguar Steelers, uh, Jake Lutz electric. Um, they covered that 14 and a half point spread or 13 and a half. Whatever that spread was against the Packers. Yeah. They fucking covered it, which I was surprised about. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Steelers. Eight. No, am I, am I right? Eight. No, or they're nine. And I know. Nine. No. Wow. I've lost track. Yeah. Yeah. The Steelers. I think they're going to go 14 and two or 15 and one. I think this, this is a fun game. I, this could be an interesting game. I, I don't know how to read this one. I, 
I gotta say Steelers ten and a half. Um, yeah, give me give me Steelers ten. Uh, I think the only question here is if the Steelers are gonna be one hundred percent motivated to go. Um, because if they want to, it's gonna they're gonna cover. And if uh they don't come out, uh, maybe the Jaguars can hang uh hang in this a little bit. Um, that what's his name, Jake Luton? Yeah, Jake um, the Stick looked confident last uh last couple of weeks so i don't know right they now got it's, something there yeah it's right now it's steelers 10 and a half okay wild minus 500 on money line 46 and a half on the over under interesting all right there's a lot of yikes these games below we're gonna make these go quick uh miami oh. denver oh i two was on the injury report i don't trust it at all is he um, questionable or what? They haven't said anything yet. It's a foot okay. injury. I, I, I'm going to roll with Miami here. I think Miami by four. I like the Dolphins' defense a lot. Um, they can run the ball a lot with my, uh, with, with whoever's the running back. They have Patrick Rashard back there. Um, they can do anyone, and they just released Jordan Howard. So it's going to be interesting who's going to be running the ball for them. But I like the Dolphins because they got the better quarterback in the Drew Lock and the Denver Broncos. Though Drew Lock could do. Some jeezy dancing. Yeah, it doesn't matter who starts for Miami. They're gonna have a better quarterback. Um, uh, give me, give me Miami minus four and a half. I just I, they're rolling right now, and uh, there's no reason you wouldn't take them at this point. I don't, I don't, I don't know why Denver hasn't showed you anything to make you make me a believer at least. Uh it got taken off the board. Oh, it's two out then. Uh, Were you on to something? Let me go to my other backup site just in case. Wow. my What did I say? Four and a half, I said? Or four? Uh, I said four and a half. Okay. I said four. It's currently – it opened up as a pick em. Oh, wow. What? It's, it's now three and a half. That's the, crazy. That, I don't trust this game at all. I'm I if I do I'm gonna roll with Miami so that, yeah uh Chargers Jets probably oh this is this game stinks if if Anthony Lynn loses to the Jets that's fireable that's that, it um, is a fireable offense that's that's a you don't even get to come back in the locker room no you, you don't stay you <laughs> you're staying on the field you're you're calling it over onto the field and we're sending you out here. If he loses to the Jets, um, Anthony Lynn, pack your shit. That's all I got to tell you. Um, give me the Chargers by nine. Yeah, Chargers uh, minus uh, 74. No. Um, give me give me the Chargers eight and a half. Chargers nine and a half right now. Over under is at 46 and a half. The Jets haven't covered. I think they've only covered twice this year, I believe. Something like that. It's, it's fucking wild about the Jets. Uh, this game stinks and it belongs in this game. Cincinnati versus Washington. If uh, Dwayne Haskins was starting a little bit of battle, a former Ohio State, Uh, but he's not. Um, I like Cincinnati in this game. Um, I think, I think their roster is a little better than Washington, but that's not saying anything really, but. Washington. I kind of like Washington, but I, Alex Smith, he's been, a lot better than I thought he was going to be, but he just, he, he can't do anything. Uh, he's 
nothing more than serviceable. Honestly, I, I don't know how Dwayne Haskins doesn't give him a better chance to win than Alex Smith. I mean, I'm sure he's got some other shit going on and whatnot. There's some other reasons he's not playing. But um, Washington, Washington's offense just has, just has not looked good. Um, I'm I'm going to say this is a pick em. I'll say minus one Cincinnati. It is Cincinnati plus – it's Washington minus one and a half. Okay. I like Cincinnati in this game way yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I like Cincinnati way more. Uh, Detroit, Carolina, this game stakes. Um, Carolina, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater, he got rocked last Sunday against the Bucks with a knee. I don't know if he's playing. We may get PJ Walker. Uh, Detroit, this team stinks. They got a short week. They got their host on Thanksgiving. So who do you trust here? I, I gotta go Carolina too. Um, yeah, no McCaffrey is out again. Um, probably no Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Carolina minus three still, um, three and a half. Um, I'll, I'll probably go with them. I, I, Matt rule over Matt Patricia, that all the mats. Um, one, one is a dumbass. One I know is a dumbass and the other, I might be smart. So I'm going to go with the one who might be smart. I'm going to go – it's Carolina minus one and a half is your opening. Oh. It's current line right now. Over-unders at 48 right now. I don't see points going up for this, but this is also a, a tough game for Detroit because they got a short week because they, they host the first the – thanks, the early Thanksgiving game, which we are going to be previewing on the next week's – the first show. Or I don't know. We'll figure it out. All righty. Atlanta, New Orleans. Why this game belongs in there? Drew Brees ain't playing. It's James uh, sitting by the side of Jameis Winston, Tampa, Florida. Not in Tampa, Florida, but it's Jameis Winston versus Matt Ryan in New Orleans. I don't like this game at all because I just think the Falcons are overrated. The Saints are overrated as well. Um, If I got to choose, I'll take Atlanta minus one. Yeah, Sean Payton refused to... Uh... Refused to announce the starting quarterback, but uh, come on. It's going to be Jameis. Uh, maybe we see a little bit more Taysom Hill than we usually do, but Jameis is definitely going to be uh, taking the bulk of the snaps. Um, yeah, give me give me New Orleans minus four. It, New Orleans minus four and a half. Okay. Over-unders at 50 right now. Do you think Taysom Hill's a starting quarterback? Not a good one. Okay. I mean, Absolutely not. I, Absolutely I, not. I think he's just a, a gadget guy. He's Yeah, he's never completed more than two passes in a game in a single uh, – his entire career. I actually like um, – Just, yeah. Me personally, I like the under this game. Because I don't – I don't. I feel Sean Payton's going to get cute with Taysom Hill and we're going to get sick and tired of it real quickly. So this is one game. You should immediately shut off if you're in this area, in whatever area. Um, we're into late games. Uh, this is the your Fox has a doubleheader this week. I hate both these games. We're gonna start with the big one of the Buck and Aikman crew. Um, Packers Colts in Indianapolis. Indy. There will be fans at this game. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Green. I know Vegas loves the Colts. Um, give me Green Bay. Minus two. Um, 
Indy's just another team. They have they're six and three. Um, I just don't think they're that good. Um, but I, I know Vegas is in love with them. Phil Rivers looks like looks like the most pain anybody's ever been. Every time he throws the ball, um, God bless. I'm still going out there. But uh, yeah, give me. I like Green Bay a lot in this game. Green Bay is the shittiest run defense I've ever seen. I think Naomi Hyman is going to run all over this team. I like the Packers covering. I think they're the favorite. I'm going to say Packers minus four. Do, do, do. It is Packers minus one. And, oh, Colts are one and a half point favorites. Good. I told you that I told you Vegas loves the Colts. I like the over in this game. I feel am I crazy? Uh, what is the over 51? Yeah, I don't hate it. It could, it could be a shootout. I think that's going to hit. I like the – it's – Colts minus one and a half. That's crazy. I try, that is I, crazy. That is. Yeah. Um, the other doubleheader of the game, this is this is originally supposed to be a single header for doubleheaders. I'm, I'm glad they flexed the Packers-Colts to late. Thank God. Uh, Vikings-Cowboys. This game's in Minnesota. Oh, man. Um, who, who's starting for the Cowboys? It was, is it Gilbert? Do we got Danucci? Uh, I don't think it's Danucci. Is Andy Dalton alive? Is Andy <sighs> Dalton alive? Uh, I got to say. Not, not that any of this matters and is going to factor into my pick. Um, so give me Minnesota minus six. Uh, I don't think Minnesota is any good, but at least I, at least Dalvin Cook can run. Um, Zeke can't. I don't know what Zeke's doing. It's they're lost saying, year for him. They, they are saying it's going to be Andy Dalton. Pierce be on track. Andy Dalton. Is this his, this is his first start since uh, he got assault concussion, right? He got assault. Yeah, that was assault. That was assault. Give me, um, give me the Vikings by ten. No, not ten by six. <laughs> It is. Oh, they already got lines for fucking Thanksgiving already. Jesus. Oh, this game. Vikings minus seven. 47 and a half is your over under. I will say this. uh, If there's a watchable for the slate. It is Chiefs Raiders. Uh, Primetime Raiders are back. Um, first big marquee game in Vegas since the week two game. Since they opened up the, that place, the Death Star. The last time these two teams played, the Raiders beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. I like the Chiefs here, minus four. I think it's a fun, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I know the the Raiders had a whole bunch of players they just put on the COVID list, so I don't even know if this is still going to be a Sunday night game. I believe uh, last time it flexed them out of the Sunday night. That was also a Raiders game because um, of the COVID. So I don't I don't know if it's going to stay. Um, give me yeah, give me Chiefs five, and I like the Chiefs to Chiefs to win by a hundred to a real little revenge game. Chiefs minus eight, and the over-under is at 56 and a half. Jesus. I like the under in that game. I, I like the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the under. Uh, Monday Night Football, Rams and Bucks. I like this. It's a color rush almost. Kind of. Not really. Um, Tom Brady back on Monday Night Football. I, this is a classic... Do you remember the old Rams Bucks rivalry from back in the day when they ever they played in the playoffs? 
Oh yeah. They're try- I feel like they're trying to hype this game up as like one of these, but it's not. I like the Bucks here. I think they're a better team. I think the Rams are an iffy team. Personally, I don't trust Jared Goff at all. I don't like the Rams defense. Though they look good, I just don't trust the Rams defense gets a competent quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. they can make any quarterback any meh, quarterback look really bad. I don't know what they could do against Jared Goff uh, against Tom Brady. I think Brady's gonna pick this team apart. Yeah, I, I like Tampa in this. Um, never know what kind of golf you're going to get. Sometimes he looks really good, and the other times it's like, what is he doing on the field? Uh, like versus Miami. Uh, I, I I just think ta- uh, ta- Tom Brady is just going to pick this uh, defense apart. Um, Antonio Brown, another week with him. Hopefully, uh, uh, no blow ups. Oh, yeah, hopefully no blows for his sake, but I uh, I think they'll be on a little little bit more of the same page. Hopefully for my fantasy team's sake, uh, they are. Uh, give me a little extra points there. Um, give me give me Tampa Bay minus four and a half. Give me Tampa by seven. I think this could get ugly personally. So, uh, you said four and a half. It's actually Tampa Bay minus four. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> we tried. Um, other than that, um, 100 episodes, Eric, uh, you got on around episode, like probably during COVID. I think it was second week of COVID lockdown. We brought back we brought back the pod. Uh, Eric, how much fun have you had being on this podcast? Absolutely, man. It's been uh, great being able to vent about my uh, shitty franchises that I follow. <laughs> As I feel like this... Um, I've done a lot of this podcast. Um, this podcast was just an idea. I thought of this idea after I got, I was, I'm going to be petty, a little petty here, but let me be. After I got, I was doing, I was interning for a podcast that's no longer around anymore. And I always may say like, this podcast will last longer than and with all my hard work I've done. I just say, thank you for listening. We appreciate you being like coming along for the ride because you get to hear me talk sports hear me become a little bit of a degenerate with like why Trevor bets the bears a lot is one of the recurring things. Um, why, how much I hate the Eagles the past couple of years. Um, my flyers expectations have been hilarious a lot. Um, seeing how many times I wanted them to fire Dave Hacksaw and it happened seeing Hextall get fired. Um, I'd say thank you for Derek leaf. I know he's probably not listening to this, but I'm going to leave this in here. Uh, I appreciate you come laying down the groundwork um, coming into the Connecticut school of broadcasting, AKA the old Steve Mason studios, which we don't use anymore. We do this all remotely now because of COVID and stuff. I just say, thank you for being there coming along with the idea of having being open mind, then doing your thing. That's fine. I'll remember that, but I like to surround myself with good people. Eric, thank you for joining for the podcast. Like I knew this was going to be, I was trying to reach out, try to figure out who would be good. New Eric have been entertaining because I feel like he's got some talent of funny shit that people don't aren't don't remember, especially um and he's got he's he's originally from AZ he he's my Big Ten guy as well so we we figure out what's going on there um a few sp- original guests um Hayden Hayden Highshord was doing the first original guest of the podcast from the hockey dudes he then I was on there um. Shout out to the real first big guest, uh, Steve Peralt, when we reviewed um, Long Gone Summer, how bad of an ESPN 30 for 30 that was. Um, 
White Sox, Dave, appreciate you coming on twice. Two-time recurring guest. Barstool Chief, one of my favorite, doing the hockey, the AHL preview show with um, Jason Martinez, a, a great episode of, during the summertime when hockey was coming back. Uh, Tony Cotillo for joining on after the horrible week, week back-to-back Eagles losses to start the season off. We'll love to have you back on soon. Thank you for being a, a recurring guest. Uh, Barstool, uh, Harry Mays is another guest we've had on. So I'm li- I'm literally listening off a lot of people. Thank you just coming on the podcast because I never thought we could get guests on here, but with the power of Zoom, we're able to do it. Um, jo- Barstool Jordy, there's like so many people like, I want to say thank you for joining the pod because this is like our little community because we like to have fun. Sports get, bet, make fun of me mostly because I do horrible sports bets. Why Trevor bets the Bears is also very hilarious. Um, Eric, this thank you for like bringing up random China basketball stats. I appreciate those. So, um, Griff, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, you were the original first guest host. I think probably brought this up in the first episode. Jordan was the second. So I feel like, okay, we could do something here in case something ever happens. We can do, I could change it. So I took a risk, rebrand this bad boy. It's been fun ever since doing it twice a week. I don't know how long we're going to do twice a week for probably when football season's over, but we're going to probably keep a drop probably of Wednesday to Thursday, but this is probably enjoy you Friday. So other than that, enjoy your week. I appreciate Tony Bruno coming on. I think we're going to have more guests come on. I think it looks more fun with us. So Eric, um, anything going on in big 10 country in Ohio? There's no lockdowns going on currently. I know there's a curfew going on. Um, not yet, but possibly soon. All right. Um, yeah, trending down. Absolutely. So uh, stay safe. Um, enjoy the podcast. Um, enjoy the ride. Um, follow the show on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You can listen to the first episode. Oh, my Lord. Look how far we've came from, from 100 episodes in a small studio at Connecticut School Broadcasting now remotely. I appreciate you all listening. Thank you to everyone who supported the pod. Doesn't matter if you're my mom, my dad, a homie I told you at the gym to go listen to my podcast because we bring a little fresher takes and get a little more insight to my brain. So other than that, enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football slate.